From the studios of One Jack's Productions, this is The Revealing, a ministry of One Baptist Church in Jacksonville, Florida, with your hosts, Senior Pastor Frank Silvaggio, Associate Pastor Robert Ingle, and Praise Leader Chris Wing. All right, well, welcome back. Uh, this is Pastor Frank from One Baptist Church here in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, I'm here with uh, Pastor Robert Ingle. Yes, and, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, I am. And uh, I got him right while he was drinking something. That was <laughs> yeah. great. I'm good and, now. And <laughs> uh, I'm here with uh, Chris Wing. How's everybody doing? How you doing? Chris Wing wasn't doing anything. He was able to answer no, right away. Chris anything. is never doing anything. That's, right. That's true. Life. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> You're welcome. Maybe we should change what we're going to talk about today oh, great. and help Chris out. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, we are uh, doing our uh, second uh, episode, if you will. Uh, last time uh, we uh, got together, we talked about uh, the kingdom of heaven. And so today we want to talk about the kingdom of God and what we've been uh, kind of uh, uh, trying to help uh, our listeners. Uh, it's listeners, Robert, not viewers. Okay? Yes, right. Okay. Let's make sure we're on the same page. Uh, we, uh, we, we're we trying to help uh, uh, our listeners understand that you know the, there is a, a difference between the two. And uh, maybe you're listening and going, oh, no, there's not. There, you know, I've read books. I've done this. We, we just ask you to politely really consider what we're saying, uh, pull out your Bible, and really start to look at some of the verses that we're referencing and, and really ask yourself uh, if, if you really truly believe uh, that the two are the same. Uh, I, would, I would argue, uh, you know, uh, God uses words uh, on purpose. Um, he, every word of God is pure. Yeah, uh, and every word, every word, every jot, every tittle, all of it is is important. And if if God isn't going, He's not the author of confusion, and He certainly is doesn't want to try to confuse us between this this heaven and God thing. And if they're both the same, He would not have used different words, um, because He did. Uh, that is a uh, uh, indication to us there must be something different. Uh, certainly the fact that the, that the, the word kingdom of heaven or the phrase kingdom of heaven is used only in the gospel of Matthew uh, should turn our attention to why would that be? Uh, and certainly the gospel of Matthew was written for uh, the very specific purpose of proving that Jesus was in fact uh, the, the rightful king uh, that was going to sit on the throne of David. Uh, if we were to go through the uh, uh, the, the Matthew chapter 1, and we took the time to talk about uh, how uh, the genealogy uh, brings us through uh, the, the uh, uh, David's son, Solomon, uh, who was the, uh, the king uh, over the, the southern kingdoms of Judah as after Solomon's death. That's the line that went toward Judah. Um, you, you would clearly see that, that that's the, the, the specifics of the purpose of that book. Uh, no doubt all of, uh, of Jesus's uh, miracles and things uh, that he's doing uh, through the Gospel of Matthew uh, is, uh, is to uh, give evidence to the fact that um, Jesus is the Messiah. He's, uh, the way Matthew writes the book is in, in such a way where he is referencing back to uh, many Old Testament prophecies of what Messiah was going to do when he came. And you're going to see all these fulfillments. That's why you're going to see as written in the in the prophets. And you're going to see many, many verses showing the fulfillment of prophecy of how uh, Messiah was doing that. A key, this is off, off subject, but just for your own understanding, uh, the book of Matthew is not written in a uh, timeline. Uh, 
that if you go to Matthew and think that uh, starting in chapter one, it just timelines through to the end of the book. It's not chronological. Uh, it's right. not chronological. That's not the way Matthew's written. And um, Matthew's written in emphasis of what the point is he's trying to prove. Um, and that's why you're going to see uh, that be just a little bit, uh, quote unquote, almost seem like it's out of harmony with maybe the gospel of Luke, where Luke is more written in a chronological timeline. Uh, so anyways, uh, that's just uh, some helpful hints uh, to you if, when you're into Matthew. But clearly, by the time you get to, to Matthew chapter number 10, 11, and 12, uh, the Pharisees have rejected Jesus for uh, and his message. And so by the time you get to 13, uh, that's why uh, you see Jesus start speaking in parables. And uh, that brings then, then for the rest of the book of Matthew, uh, he's... Uh, Honing in on the fact that the the, the nation of Israel uh, has rejected their king. Uh, again, Pilate asked the question, what shall I do with Jesus, uh, uh, king of Israel? And, and, of course, they all say, crucify him. Uh, why? Because Messiah was supposed to sit on the throne of David. And see, understand, when, when the uh, Jews, what they were looking for, so so get get the picture. Uh, here's Jesus presenting himself to the nation of Israel, okay, as the king. That's why he rides in on that donkey uh, and, and pre- presents himself as the king. Uh, and, and, and uh, of course, they're all waving the, the Palm uh, palms and right? they're all saying, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? Because that's in fulfillment of Psalm uh, 118. 118, right? Um, he's presenting, they wanted to make him king. They wanted to make him king. And all through Jesus' ministry, he would always go hide himself uh, until the particular day he presents himself as the king. Mm. Uh, why? Because it's a fulfillment of prophecy, fulfillment of Zechariah 9.9, and we could talk about all those things. But when the Jews rejected Israel, uh, I'm sorry, Jesus, uh, what they were ultimately rejecting was the kingdom. And that's uh, the, the kingdom of heaven, heaven. where yeah. Jesus is going to sit on that throne. Okay, we, we really hammered that home uh, uh, last episode. What we wanted to kind of transition into to this episode is talking about, okay, what is this thing called the kingdom of God? Now, uh, Chris, uh, last episode you uh, made reference to Matthew 11 uh, where it talked about how the kingdom of uh, heaven is taken by violence, mm-hmm. uh, by force. Uh, so certainly you can take a physical kingdom by force, uh, history proves that. Um, and so now what we want to do is uh, talk about this kingdom of God thing. And I think probably the there's a lot of verses we could go to, but maybe where we'll start and we can kind of go, I'll, let me read the verse and then I'll let you guys kind of chime in. But Luke 17, uh, verses 20 and 21 uh, says this, uh, and when he, Jesus, was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, which, by the way, means that the kingdom of God had not come yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The kingdom of heaven had already come, Matthew 11, because right. it was being taken by force. Don't miss that. That's good. Okay. He answered them and said, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. In other words, you can't see, see it. Mm-hmm. Neither shall they say low here or, or low there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Okay. Very, very different idea than what, what is being presented of the kingdom of heaven. 
kingdom of heaven is a physical kingdom where Jesus is going to rule from the, from the Davidic throne uh, where the kingdom of God hadn't come yet. <laughs> By the way, I would argue it doesn't come until John chapter number 20, what is it, John 20, mm. when, when Jesus breathes yep. the Holy Ghost into his disciples. By the way, that's when the church began, if we really wanted to get yep. technical. Uh, anyways, and uh, uh, that's when the kingdom of God is now in man. That's a very different thing than what the kingdom of heaven represents. Yep. I would also uh, go to Romans chapter 14, which says uh, in verse 17, for the kingdom of God is not uh, meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Are any of those things physical? No. No. Those are all spiritual. Righteousness, peace, joy, and in what? In the Holy Ghost. That's a key component when we're talking about the kingdom of God that will become evident as we continue our conversation because I would go to Matthew chapter, or uh, John chapter 3 then where uh, Jesus has a conversation with Nicodemus. Yeah. And he says this about uh, the kingdom of God. In verse 3, he says, Jesus answered and said unto him, and he's talking to Nicodemus, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And then in verse 5, he says, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. So yeah. you can't even see or enter into this kingdom physically. It's a spiritual kingdom. Yeah, and, and that goes real nicely with what Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, uh, down there in verse 50. Mm, yep. uh, he says pretty much the same thing, but he says, Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Um, and so... so what you find out, and we probably won't get too much into this, and maybe we will, I don't know, but um, as you kind of flesh out chapter 15 there, uh, you, you find uh, that Paul is talking about um, the celestial and the terrestrial, the heavenly and, and the earthly, as he calls them, and um, that there's a difference between flesh and blood and that which is flesh and bone. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, there is a distinction there when you kind of unpack that biblically. But what he's saying is that flesh and blood... That is what you and I are physical physically cannot inherit the kingdom of God spiritually That's, exactly so so that just reminds me there what Jesus said to Nicodemus there um, and then on then and back in chapter four of verse first uh, Corinthians first uh, Corinthians 420 I believe mm-hmm. it is the kingdom of God is not in word mm-hmm. uh, but in power mm-hmm. and so again God just keeps hammering home. Uh, and I love how he gives a clear definition or depiction of what the kingdom of God is and what it's not, because today we are very much confusing those. Um, but, um, yeah, and then, Chris, as you said, John chapter 3 and verse 3, you enter it by not a physical birth, but you enter it by a spiritual birth um, because it's a spiritual kingdom. And and what is that spiritual birth? That is being born again, being a born-again Christian. Um, so because it's the kingdom of God... Man or flesh and blood cannot enter it. I was just thinking about something you said there when you read First Corinthians four twenty, which says the kingdom of God is not in word but in power. And I think we left off in our last uh, episode. We were talking about Acts chapter one, and in verse eight of Acts chapter one, uh, Jesus says, "But ye shall receive power, mm. and after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you." So again, you see power and the Holy Ghost and the kingdom of God all uh, put together in that same context. 
Interesting. And one of the things we were talking about um, last episode, uh, I think I, I may have brought it up, but the the ramifications of understanding the difference between these two kingdoms, and last time we focused on the physical kingdom and how that's important and knowing that that's not the kingdom that we are to, or that we are not citizens of, um, but but now knowing that we are citizens of a spiritual kingdom, uh, it really just sheds light and opens our the doors and the eyes of our understanding um, to kind of realize that we are not in, though we live in a physical world, we are not citizens of a physical kingdom. And, and, and that's not just, okay, we're not Jews, but... Like just in where our 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 minds are, in where our our worship is, and where our time is spent, um, it's it's really a fascinating thing. Uh, one of the things that we we often talk about um, at at One Baptist is is this idea um, that all throughout the pages of Scripture, um, uh, specifically the New Testament epistles, uh, where Paul is writing um, his his prayer requests, his his um, emphasis, his charges um, are all spiritually based. Um, Paul never once re- requests prayer from the brethren for a physical uh, need or, or a physical affliction. Uh, it, it's always been spiritual, and um, there's something to that because a lot of times when we gather together as Christians or, or in prayer groups or whatever, the things that we most uh, that we we first want to pray about. Is so and so having a surgery, or or are, are sick, so and so, or a physical ailment, and and listen, God definitely does care about our our, our physical needs. Um, he's very clear about that. Uh, he 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 clothed the lilies of the field, um, and they are rained uh, very finely. Um, how much more uh, will He take care of us? Um, the the birds of the air have their nests and, and whatnot. But the emphasis is, what does he say in Matthew 6, 33? I think it is, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And these things shall be, what things? The physical things shall be added unto you. Mm-hmm. And so it's just when you realize, when again, this is just one of the amazing uh, understandings that you come to, when you can differentiate between the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God, it's not just, oh, knowing the difference. Yep. It's not an intellectual achievement mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as much as it is a, a real realization a, 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 um, an impactful understanding of who I am as a spiritual son of God that my mission my my uh, emphasis my time uh, my my everything is to be spent spiritually first uh, and not physically first and why is that because because we're living in the church age the gospel of Jesus Christ not the gospel of the kingdom mm-hmm. the gospel of Je- those are two different things. Two okay. different gospels. Correct. Yep. Okay, so uh, the gospel of the kingdom is the, the coming of the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. The gospel of Jesus Christ is is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus according to Scripture, 1 Corinthians 15. By the way, the gospel of Jesus Christ was not preached until Paul came on the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I would argue it wasn't preached until Acts 11 in its yeah. entirety sure. uh, by Paul uh, because Paul didn't even receive it until he, went, uh, yeah. until he went into Arabia uh, Galatians chapter one. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I suppose that's neither here nor there. Uh, if you're listening, I would highly suggest that uh, you really take a take a hard um, uh, look to what we just said there, uh, because it is, it is important facts and understanding that book of Acts, which is a transitional book, not a doctrinal book. 
Yeah, I'd like to also add to that the further the importance of understanding this is more than understanding this is that our uh, apologia, if you will, mm-hmm. our uh, defense, the answer that we are to give for this dispensation of grace, the church age, is all wrapped up in this thing of the kingdom of God, this spiritual kingdom. Mm-hmm. We're preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ for people to become born again, to be saved, to get to enter into that spiritual kingdom that is within. So everything that and you were just saying it, Robert, that's wrapped up in the message of what we are all about and who we are in this time frame. Mm-hmm. And as you're looking through the book of Acts, like you were saying, Pastor Frank, it is a transitional book. We're transitioning from an Old Testament dispensation into the New Testament dispensation of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God. And those those dispensations overlap. And so that's why it's a transition to rightly divide that book is vitally important because it, it's transitioning from that Old Testament into the New Testament, and, and, and you need to have that correct. And by the way, it's going to transition back. And it will transition back in the mm-hmm. book of Revelation. That's a very, very important, that's the 70th week of Daniel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We talked about that uh, right. a while right. back there, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, while we're living in this uh, particular dispensation, uh, if you will, I mean, Paul calls it the dispensation of grace, so that's uh, that's book not, Ephesians. right, that's not, uh, that's a biblical term, Yep. Uh, so please understand uh, that um, you know the, in this dispensation, uh, you have to like as you were saying, Robert. You have to really have to ask yourself: Is God really interested in our physical? And the answer is: Is no, not really. Um, that's not to say He doesn't care for us, as yeah. you said, Robert. Uh, but the physical is going to get us nowhere. Yeah, it's it's our spiritual condition that God is concerned with, because our spiritual condition, uh, number one, first needs to be taken care of individually. Yeah. And then once our spiritual condition is taken care of individually, then the eyes of our understanding get enlightened, and then we start to understand what this is really all about, and then we start having a real concern for our fellow man. That's right. And and if you're listening uh, and you caught something that, that we just said, um, you may be questioning that, uh, and that is... Um, the emphasis of Paul's epistles and of the Word of God is not physical but spiritual. Um, and I made a comment that Paul never requested prayer or gave much concern or care over the physical, mm-hmm. but it was always the spiritual. Um, and then someone may go to, or someone's mind may go to, I think it's, is it First Corinthians 12 or Second yeah. Corinthians 12? 1 Corinthians 12. 1 Corinthians 12. 12. Yeah. And um, Paul um, is talking about the thorn of the flesh, thorn in the flesh. Well, that's 2 Corinthians 12. That, that is 2 Corinthians 12. Yeah, okay, right. yeah. 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 And uh, the, sec- uh, the, the, um, the thorn in the flesh. And... Um, well, well, right there, there was a we we don't know what that was, or or right there was there was something of his flesh, you know, he was requesting prayer for, and he was struggling with, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but man, all you have to do is just read the verses, um, and there's a if I remember correctly, I don't have it in front of me, there's a comma after he says the thorn in the flesh, and then he clarifies what the thorn in the flesh is, and it's not physical. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was a messenger of Satan that was buffeting him. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I yeah. just <laughs> and and, and uh, I think that goes really well with uh, you know at church right now we're preaching uh, the book of Romans uh, we're 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 looking at uh, this difference between the body, the spirit, and the soul, and we're seeing how Paul uh, relates the body with the flesh, the the spirit with the mind, and the soul with the heart. And interestingly enough, uh, where the body is a is the physical. Uh, uh, part of the of the man. Sure. Uh, what we are learning is the flesh 
is in the spiritual realm. Right. It's some, that, that, that's why uh, in this flesh dwells no good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, that flesh has a spiritual connotation to it. All through scripture it does. It really, the only time we see the flesh from a physical aspect is when it's talking about animals. Um, when it's talking about man, though, uh, the flesh is, comes from a completely different aspect. See, we take that flesh and we think it's physical. Yeah. When the fact of the matter is that's not biblically sound teaching. The flesh has to do with something that takes place within man, the, the, within the inner man, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so when he says that he w- had a thorn in the flesh, mm. we jump right to the physical when the fact of the matter is, mm, yeah, that's good. If we're gonna if we're gonna keep things in their proper perspective. He's talking about something that goes, that's going, that he, Paul was talking about something that was going on within him spiritually, mm-hmm. and he was buffeted by Satan. Yeah. Which is, is Satan going to buffet him physically or spiritually? Spirit. Spiritually. Sure. So, so, could we say that perhaps the, the way we should be looking at that, especially in the church and in the, in, in the church epistles, when they're talking about flesh, when Paul talks about that, he's talking about the sin behind it spiritually. Sure. Though those things may be, and then he, he does give us uh, manifestations of that sin into the physical realm. But when he's talking about that flesh, he's he's addressing the sin nature that's behind it that plays itself out in the physical realm. Right. Well, right. So here's the thing that I think is important to understand about that. Decisions always have consequences. Mm-hmm. Whenever we decide to do something physically, whatever it is we did physically has a consequence. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, now, sometimes those consequences can be good, uh, you know. Uh, physically, I'm hungry. I'm going to go to the store and buy a pizza. Well, if pizza tastes good, great. Good good consequence, right? Or uh, you can go, I'm thirsty, and you open up your refrigerator, and you pull out uh, an old Where are you expired, <laughs> you know, cup of milk, and you uh, drink it, and, well, you're going to have some bad consequences, yeah. right? So that, that, that that's on that. That, that that that's a more uh, 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 those consequences aren't terrible. Well, there are things we also can do within the physical realm where our consequences can be terrible: committing adultery against your wife, uh, having sex outside of marriage, and getting a disease, uh, getting somebody pregnant, uh, something like that. So, here's the thing: we have to understand that what we do in the physical realm with our bodies. Okay, got that? What we do in our physical realm has consequences to our flesh. And that is so key and important to understand. And I say all that to say that's why it's so important to understand the difference between the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. Understanding that we're living in a time period where the spiritual is what God is honing in on. And that is why you're going to see so many references to uh, how God wants to transform what? Our mind. Yeah. Why does he want to transform our mind? Because our mind is connected to our spirit. Okay? And then why does he want to take out our old heart and put in a new heart? Is he doing that physically or spiritually? Spiritually. It's a spiritual circumcision. Yeah. Right? Why is God spending so much time explaining all these things to us uh, in his New Testament? Because he's trying to... And by the way, do know, Jews can be... Uh, saved as well mm-hmm. so so he's really trying to let the jews know first 
right, because salvation is of the Jews. Jews. Yep. He's letting the Jews know first, and then of course, because we got grafted in, we get to. He wants us to know as well. Take your mind off the physical. See, the Jews were so focused on that kingdom of heaven coming, and what God was trying to get them to do was stop. We need to take care of the spiritual problem first before the kingdom of heaven can come. What is the spiritual problem? Y'all are sinners. Right. You all you all need to take care of your spiritual problem first before we can get to this 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 kingdom of heaven. And and, the, and and by the way, the reason why the reason why is important. It is drastically important because God cannot dwell with sin. Mm-hmm. He so 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 get that. He cannot so his kingdom needs to have a, a a people that has taken care of their sin problem before he can sit on that throne. You understand? And and so uh, that you know you'll, you'll hear people say all the time, "Well, I'm a good person." Mm-hmm. Well, time out. God doesn't think so. Who who are you comparing yourself with? Because the Bible says, and the last time I checked, uh, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. In this flesh dwells. No good thing. We have a problem, a very serious problem, and because we uh, are are sinners, what we uh, have done is we have taken this body, we have taken this spirit, and we have taken this soul that was originally created to glorify God, and what we're now doing with it, because we're fallen, is we're glorifying who? Self. Yeah. That's a spiritual problem. (laughs) That's why understanding the kingdom of God, uh, and, and what it entails in this dispensation is so vitally important. We're not just sitting here, as Robert said, you know, we're not just sitting here going, oh, yo, hey, man, we want to make sure we know the difference between the kingdom of God and kingdom of heaven just because we got nothing better to do, just so we have some knowledge. No. It is vital to understand the difference between the two because the implications of that is, is astronom- astronomical. How about eternal? Eternal? <laughs> yeah. The implications are eternal. And, and, and certainly we need to make sure uh, we're allowing uh, the Bible to be the uh, interpreter of itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, I would say, Robert, um, right, you said that, uh, I believe in the last episode, you said that uh, before you came to this church, you thought the two terms were interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, think back now, why did you think those two terms were interchangeable? What, what, what led you to that? I think it was a a combination of a couple of different things. Number one, uh, that's uh, number one. It was an assumption on my part, um, because I think I, I mentioned it um, when we so were talking about the, the Bible. We call that a presupposition. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, but number two, um, I, I don't. I don't think I, I, I've known many pastors or teachers that I've had in my life that apparently knew the difference either because I had never been taught that. Um, so so just a combination of those things, I, I would say, I, I would have, I would have, I, I did, I just thought that, assumed, presupposed uh, that it was, it was just the same and kind of like, you know, what we often do, unfortunately, just kind of just glossed over that or kind of just, you know, uh, assume certain things or put my own, you know, eisegesis, so to speak, my own understanding into it. And that is, you know, not just this subject. I would say what you just said there, Robert, for all of us, 
we need to take that to heart. You know, uh, like for instance, you know, okay, we're talking about the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven right now. Well, I think we do the same thing with words like grace. Love. I think we do the same thing with the words like love. I think we do the same thing with words like worship. Uh, I think we have presuppositions to what we think these words mean. Uh, we have been taught maybe that what, what these words mean. Uh, and, and, and unfortunately, uh, when you actually take what we think and we actually line it up with what the Bible actually says, we, have to, we, we all have to come to a place where we have to make a decision. Yeah, and, and I wasn't trying to uh, ignore what Scripture said. It was simply an ignorance. It was um, an assu- a presupposition, as you said, I, I just didn't know. Um, and, that, and that's the scary part is I, not not knowing, but that was just everything I was taught and everything that I, I, I was preached, et cetera, um, there were many others that were even above me in that same boat. And so it wasn't as if I was trying to intentionally sure. presuppose things into the text, because there is that that happens. Sure. But I was unintentionally, yet still guilty, of presupposing things or putting things into the text of my own mind. I think, I think uh, God says something like this, in the times of this ignorance, God winked at, yeah. but now commandeth all men to repent. repent. So, so, you know, listen, just because you're ignorant of, a, of something... Or just because you don't know uh, doesn't mean you're going to be uh, pardoned from it. Mm. We have His Word, uh, and 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 we are going to be held responsible for it. Um, yeah. The 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 key is, you know, when 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 you're getting somebody that is truthfully coming to this book with the intention of allowing God's Word to actually be the authority in everything, uh, and then they start to talk about something that. Oh, yeah, that just sounds different than what I've ever known. Well, okay, uh, sure, maybe what, what that person's saying is wrong. Uh, I'm not going to argue that. Uh, that happens many, many, many times. Uh, but then again, uh, maybe what that person is saying is right. Uh, do, do know that when Jesus came, he was saying a whole lot of things that those Pharisees thought were wrong. Mm-hmm. But were they? No. No, not at all. Uh, hence the reason why they hated him. They hated him because he was throwing in a whole bunch of teachings that they never they were like, what? What's this? What are you talking? What are yeah. you talking about? But but at the end of the day, they didn't have uh, ears to hear. Yeah, they, and that know. really goes into even what we're talking about now with the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God is typically today you tell someone that or you try to explain that and you're often written off quite quickly mm-hmm. as you know whatever you're written off as and. Um, it, the fact of the matter is, um, like you said, when Jesus came preaching truth, and we're not saying that we're Jesus here by any means, but when he came but preaching truth. But we have truth, Jesus. Amen. We have his mind. And that's what we're pointing people yeah. to. Uh, hopefully, yeah. even in this podcast, that's what we're trying to point people to and say the things that we've been conditioned mm-hmm. to learn, that we've been taught, mm-hmm. uh, if we really want to learn the Word of God, unfortunately, we have to be unconditioned and we have to unlearn certain things uh, simply because we've never heard it or it kind of sounds weird at first doesn't make it false. It just, it might be false, but it might be true. And let's use the Word of God as the measuring stick and not well, and our what, pastor, our again, church, our whatever. And again, going back to Acts 17, right? What does what, what does Paul say about the, the, the Bereans? They yes. searched the Scriptures diligently. They, they were more noble, noble mm-hmm. than those in Thessalonica because they 
heard those things and they went back to scripture to see if those things were so. That's right. And, and you know, listen, uh, that's such an important uh, aspect to our Christian walk because, um, you know, uh, I think Brother Jim Martin has been on uh, here a couple times. Uh, I like the way he says it. You know, uh, we just, we know Christianese. We can take terms and we can we can talk about those terms, but oftentimes when I'm talking about a term and when somebody else is talking about a term, we're not talking about the same definition to that term. And that changes everything. You know, when I say repentance and somebody else says repentance, well, are we are we both talking about apples the same? and apples? You know, and that's why you know First Corinthians one ten, Paul Paul talks about how we need to have a be of the same mind and of the same judgment. Well, the only way we can be of the same mind and of the same judgment is to to, to have uh, the same view of Scripture. And I would argue. And, and again, this isn't the, the the time or place for this, but but I would say, how can I have the same mind and have the same judgment when I'm reading a King James Bible and you're reading a an NASB? <laughs> Knew it was going to come up. We got something different going on here. We don't have the same. We're not talking the same thing. And, and by the way, that comes into play as well. In, in this, about the kingdom of heaven and kingdom of God, because does. you'll find in other versions where it says kingdom of God, where it said kingdom of heaven, and vice versa. So that that's a big that's a big deal. So so yeah. So these things are obviously. Uh, important uh, subjects, or we wouldn't be trying to spend time talking about them. You know, uh, most uh, mo- most folks, unfortunately, uh, you know, uh, hate to say it, and this is probably a uh, being negative, right? But we live in a day uh, uh, in the church where where Paul calls it perilous times. Mm-hmm. And, and, and certainly, uh, Revelation 3 uh, talks about the Laodicean church and, and how we're neither hot nor cold. And, 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 and interestingly enough, Jesus says he's going to spew that out of his mouth. That's, it makes him sick. And, and we really need to get to the place. I, I really believe this. We, we really need to get to the place to where we truly understand how God views us. You know we're we're being uh, we're being uh, saturated with the idea that because of God's grace, He just loves us for who we are, and and the truth of the matter is that's not true at all. God doesn't love us for who we are. God loves us in spite Absolutely. of who we are. Yep. Those are two different things, mm-hmm. and He He doesn't want us after salvation to stay who we are. No, He wants to sanctify us he wants to transform us back into what he wants us to be the issue is um, most people today especially here in america okay uh, because we are as rich of a nation as we are and by the way we are rich i don't care uh, if you have a home if you're living in a home you 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 are beating three quarters of of the world okay if you if you can go to a faucet and turn on some water uh, if you can go to your refrigerator, open it up, and find some food, um, listen, we have been given a lot of, of uh, 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 things, if you will, that, that many people in this world don't have. But it's made us lazy. It's made us very lazy. 
And, and, and I would argue that we, the place that we have become the most lazy is in our spiritual life. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're so uh, physically rich that our spiritual need is, is not uh, being seen uh, as it should. So I'd like to maybe open up a bit of a, a topic here in, in talking about the kingdom of God here before we wrap up. I just think it's really important. So I want to I want to know where you guys are, are thinking about this. And we talk about this to some degree uh, at church uh, in the past, but it's perfect segue to what you're talking about. We, we focus too much on the physical in this world, even as the church. We're, we're talking about the difference between the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven is physical and the kingdom of God is spiritual. But we in the church even focus too much on those physical things that we have in this world. It makes us complacent. It makes us lazy. But I want to maybe open up this topic of of, of prayer as, con- as it concerns the kingdom of God. Because even in the church today, we, and this this can be controversial, I know, but we like to focus our prayer life even on the physical things. We know when somebody gets sick with cancer, we want to pray that the Lord would take that away. But is that really how it works in the spiritual realm of kingdom of God? Is that what God's really overly concerned with? What he did promise us is that he would pr- supply our needs, not our wants physically. And there's a difference between what we need and what we want. Mm-hmm. If we're faithful to him, he provides what we need. We need food, we need clothes so we can live, right? He, he gives us that. You go to that Matthew chapter 6 uh, passage, and he talks about not to concern, take concern with the physical raiment and what you wear and what you eat and all that kind of stuff. He seek says, ye first seek ye first the God. kingdom of God and his righteousness, mm-hmm. which is what the kingdom of God is. So it's the spiritual realm of things. For us in the church today to negate that by concerning ourselves fully with all the physical things of this world when we pray, we negate the fact that it's all about the spiritual. And, and what that's going to do is it's going to uh, ultimately... Uh, filter into our work of the Lord and the preaching of the gospel sure. because we're constantly concerned with so and so sniffly, you know, s- their their cold they have, or even the cancer that somebody has. We're not or, pro- or promised that, or or even the building fund, uh, or the building fund, whatever it is. Physically speaking, like we, of course, we love our, our 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 loved ones, and when we see them sick, we want them to be to be well. But that's really for us. That's a selfish need. Mm-hmm. You know, what if God had something else, you know, planned in that? So, but we're sitting here praying that the Lord would snap His fingers like a genie in the bottle and take away that ailment or that disease or whatever it is. Listen, saved and unsaved alike, we're both a, s- a part of this sinful fallen world, and we all get sick and die. That's that's what sin does. For us to constantly focus on the physical realm of things and pray for those things means that we're just misunderstanding the importance behind the spiritual things, and then we, we mess up the message that we're here to preach, which is the gospel and the things concerning the kingdom of God. So I want to open this up. Maybe f- if we could finish with this. I don't know. Uh, what do you guys think about that, 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 that we, in the church today, we, we focus our prayer life far too much on the physical things, and I'm not sure we should be concerned with that at all, as it, we should be concerned with the, spi- the spiritual things. Yeah, um, I, I definitely agree 100%, and I think I, I mentioned that earlier in this episode, and uh, I, I do want to just, so I won't rehash all that, but I do want to add one piece as you're, you're talking about that. Uh, I do think about the these pastors today um, that are imprisoned for their faith uh, and uh, immediately, uh, like in Iraq or Afghanistan mm-hmm. and, and other types of heavily populated Muslim countries, and uh, they, they're immediately begins to circulate a petition to free them and to pray for their release, et cetera, et cetera. And I used to be really on board with that. I used to be a big proponent of that, even signing some, like online petitions or whatever, even signing some of those myself. But then I started to realize that, uh, you know, I think it's 1 Timothy 2.15, is it? That says that 
all who live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Um, if, and if it's not 215, it's somewhere around there. Um, but there's, there's invariably persecution that will arise. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if we're trying to pray people out of those things or, or get people out of those things, then um, I, I don't know if that's according to the will of God because maybe maybe it was God's will for them to to be in that situation, kind of like you said, and we're trying to pray them out of that. And well, I, I, I would say that it's against the will of God. Yet we have good intentions, but good intentions are no excuses for poor results. Hey, if that guy's in prison for being persecuted for his faith, he's did what he's supposed to do. Yeah, you know, God's yeah, honor that. But, so how about but as Christians, we're like, oh, that's not right. He shouldn't be in prison. This is yeah. a free country. You know, blah blah blah. Mm. And again, people I think have good intentions, but sure, is it biblical? So so let's say, let's say me and you, Robert, we go over to China. We're missionaries over in China. And, and we both get thrown into prison for our beliefs, and we're both on, uh, we're, we're both going to be executed for uh, what we did. Okay? Everybody back in America is praying for us to get us out of there. Okay? So you get released, and I don't, and I get executed. So what did God choose? Mm-hmm. Who, who, who you decided to let go and who you didn't? I mean, because right there, really, I mean, stop and think about that. That's Calvinism. That's Calvinism at its finest. And, and, and that just means that God chose to answer the prayers of the people for you, but he chose not to answer the prayers of the people for me. Uh, I have a problem with that. I do too, sure. And, if, and I'm, not sure, I'm not sure people really are thinking about uh, what you know? When we're praying for the physical needs. Be, I mean, I'm not saying you can't, and I'm not saying you shouldn't, but I am saying. Ah. But what is the emphasis and the concern and the priority in our prayers? Is it first spiritual then physical? No, often it's reverse. Sure, and, and you know, that and, is and, not biblical, right? And you know, so uh, you know, listen, my my, my mom, okay, uh, she died of cancer. A little about eight months ago, okay. Uh, but I know that when she fir- when we first found out that she had cancer, um, you know, I wasn't really honestly, I wasn't really interested in praying about God taking the cancer away. I was praying about God open up her spiritual eyes yeah. so that she can get saved. Because at the end of the day, that's more important, right? Okay, so what if God? So so what 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 if she gets healed physically? What well, doesn't matter? Eventually, she's going to die, and she that spiritual problem is going to still be there. Mm-hmm. To me, um, I just my spirit was pressed towards her spiritual need way more than her physical. Mm-hmm. And 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 you you know people might go, well, you're you, that, that that makes you cold hearted. No, I don't think it does. I think what that I think the spirit was pressing on me the importance of the, her spiritual need, and. And uh, and again, I think that that if we really let the Bible be the be the authority on it, uh, you're going to find out that that's you know in this day and time we live in, that is what God is focused on. The Absolutely. kingdom of God mm-hmm. is in us. We were bought with a price, and and that temple is in us, and 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 that is a spiritual uh, 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 transaction that that replicates the physical temple 
back in the Old Testament. No doubt about it. They're, they're, they, if you want to learn all about this temple in us, there's no doubt about it. We have a physical replication that we can go back to and look at what it looks like. And, and by the way, and we need to wrap this up, but watch how this all, let, let's use that right now as the final uh, uh, nail to this. We, we talked about how there was the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, and the, and the kingdoms of this world, right? Okay, isn't it interesting there's three? Well, we know that God's a trinity, right? So if we were going to talk about the kingdom of heaven where Jesus is going to sit on the throne, which one does that represent? Jesus. Kingdom of God is in us. Which one does that represent? God, Father. That's the Son. No, no, the Spirit. Excuse me. That's, that's the Holy Spirit because the, the Holy Ghost is what moves up inside of us, yeah? Right, yep. And then the kingdom of this world, who's going to control the kingdom right. of this world? Jesus is going to sit on that throne. But the kingdom of this world would be the Father. Isn't that interesting? Right? Okay. Now, play this out even further. Let's look at that temple thing again now. Okay. The temple in the Old Testament, okay, in which one of those three kingdoms would the temple be in? The kingdom of heaven. Right. The kingdom, the temple that's in us, which one of those three would it be in? The kingdom of God. Right. And then, of course, that's all replication of the temple that's in. That's in heaven. See how this all... We could play this out on so many different levels, man. It's really kind of interesting how God puts all this together. It really is. Uh, but listen, just as the kingdoms of this earth uh, and understanding those differences, just as, okay, let, let me say this. Just as understanding the difference between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost and how they work together as one is important, so is understanding the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, and the kingdoms of this world and how they work together. So is understanding how the temple in the Old Testament and the temple that's within us and the temples in heaven, how they work. It's all important, right? So next time, we're going to talk about the three judgments. And then, there we go, three judgments. Well, what's that all about, (laughs) right? What do you mean three judgments? Most people don't understand this. If I said to you right now, if you're listening right now, some of us are, are, are biblically inclined, and we know the answer. Some of us listening are going to go, I've never heard this before in my life. Which judgment are you going to? Hebrews 9.27 says, it's appointed on a man once to die, and after this, a judgment. Every man's going to a judgment. Which one are you going to? If you don't know the answer to that question, <laughs> that, that's a problem. Because if you don't know the answer to the question, you probably have no idea what your judgment's going to be. And I would say that's a problem. Right, so you have you have the great white throne judgment, you have the uh, judgment seat of Christ, and you have the uh, uh, sheep and goat judgment. By the way, interestingly enough, those all correlate to the three different kingdoms that we've been talking about. Those all correlate to the three different uh, 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 the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. We'll talk about that later. But 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 again, if it's in the Bible. It's important. Right. How many times have we heard, well, as long as we agree on the uh, important stuff, well, okay, who gets to decide what's important and what's not? I would say if God took the time to put it in his book, it's important. All of it. Every bit of it. Every word of God is important. Amen? Amen. Absolutely. All right. Anybody want to close with anything here? I just have one final thought as pertaining to the kingdom of God. And we're talking about the physical and the spiritual. If we're all subject to the physical, or rather, I'd like to say, the more we focus on the physical world, 
the less we focus on doing the work of the Lord and the greater the victory we give the enemy in our lives. So let's really focus on the spiritual and, and other salvation uh, and, and, what, and the work that we're doing. Absolutely. All right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging with us. Um, that will, I think that concludes our, our series there on the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. Um, so, uh, man, great discussion. And as Frank, you said, we're going to be discussing the three judgments coming up over our next uh, couple episodes, I believe. So until then, um, take care. Thank you for listening to The Revealing, a podcast ministry of One Baptist Church in Jacksonville, Florida. Senior Pastor Frank Silvaggio, Associate Pastor Robert Engel. For more information about One Baptist Jacks, please go to our website, onebaptistjacks.world, or email us, info at onebaptistjacks.world.